This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now, because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We're going to start your week by inspiring, informing, and entertaining you because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and you are listening to Local Biz Now. We've been doing this show going on 10 years strong. We have well over 800 small business owners and communities leaders that have been interviewed. We have well over 500 videos. Let me say that, 500 videos on our brand new sexy YouTube channel. No, I'm not calling me sexy. I'm saying my channel is sexy and I want you to know something. I got a goal. I'm trying really, really hard to get to 100 subscribers. Now you can laugh, but it's it's not been easy to get to 100. I am at 95. I need five more people. So please go to Joe Vagnon Business Broker and you will see well over 500 videos of all of the interviews we have had, and there's also some small business tips on there as well. We'd appreciate that. We are live on the book, and for those of you, because this is a new time schedule for me, uh, book means Facebook, so please feel free to uh, go to Facebook, and we will uh, try and I'll do my best to try and um, get your comments in um, as we're doing the show. We're also live on the tubes, and for those of you that don't know what... Uh, what Joe Talk is, that is YouTube as well. Matter of fact, the new owner, Justin, he got so many connectivity going on. I, I don't think there's any way you cannot watch this show live if you want to. I'm just not the one to tell you how to get there. Um, but again, I'm watching Facebook, so I'll be more than happy to talk to you about that. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. And every month we have a co-host with us, and this month is no exception. We have Cherie DeMeo. She is Biz Growth Maestro. She is a COO on call. She is creating high-performance strategies for exponential growth in businesses. Um, and Cherie, those of you who know the show know that we have a nickname for Cherie. We call her number one. Yeah. Cherie <laughs> is number one. Cherie DeMeo, thank you so much for being here. And and let me welcome. Let me thank you for hosting this show last week while I was on vacation. You are so welcome, and it was a pleasure. I was very honored that you asked me to do it. Well, you know, it's Julie that loves you. I you, know. you understand that, don't you? I know. Julie really does most of the scheduling and planning and that sort of stuff for the show. Because if I had to do it, there wouldn't be a show. <laughs> I know it. That's why she. She's really the number one. Well, Let's just be serious here. <laughs> uh, Julie, Julie's been with me nine years, and I like to tell people, everybody needs a Julie. Mm -hmm. uh, and you of all people have seen that in, mm -hmm. in action over the years. Absolutely. So for those that do not remember and know about number one, tell us what Biz Growth Inc. is all about. Well, what Biz Growth Inc. is all about is taking a business to its next level or giving it its next idea so it can get to that next level. And what we like to call, it's all about igniting prosperity. Now, what does that mean? Igniting prosperity is about uh, growth and value in the business, growth in sales and profits, growth in loyalty and preference, and the list goes on and on. 
uh, I have the bodacious goal with my company that uh, there could be 100% business success and 0% poverty because I do, anyone that knows me knows I sign every, every email off with yours and economic vitality because I believe entrepreneurs are the economic vitality of this world. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's why you and I have connected for years. I'm embarrassed to say we've known each other 30 20, years. 25 years, yeah. 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 Um, I think that's why we've connected. Uh, we really genuinely do care and want to see small business people do well. We're happy to yes. see them do well. Well, and the way we met was at, I think it was CPCC, at a class, a small business strategy class that I taught when I first relocated my company here. That's why we've known each other for almost 30 years, because I relocated my company here in 94. And, uh, and the reason I wanted to be that guest instructor was because I wanted to help as many businesses as I could not make the mistakes I've seen over all these years and teach businesses how to do it right. Um, and embrace what to do right, not make the mistakes that I've seen. Just so you know, Julie just said yellow's her favorite color and you look beautiful Aww, on Facebook. Thank so. you, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, we got a break in a couple of minutes, so I don't want to dig into to the to the stuff. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about what it is you do. I've watched you sort of, I'm going to use the word reinvent yes. yourself mm -hmm. many times over again, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about that, because when I first met you, I would have called you a marketing genius, right. literally. Right. And, and the reason I've always said that about you is because I don't know anybody that does more research than you, and it is a lost art. It is. Because so many times, marketing people will be quick to say they think they know because they'll try and create this cookie-cutter program. Right. And you've learned years ago. No, no, no. That doesn't work. Well, first of all, research, true... Um, quality research is validating, not proving. Because, you know, just look at the political arena and you can prove anything you want. Right. Uh, so it's about validating. So so that's number one. And, and the whole reinvention, I would say evolving. Uh, I've been very entrepreneurial in how I've built my company. And I think that's why entrepreneurs love to work with me. Because... I have I get being an entrepreneur and part of being an entrepreneur is you got to stay a step ahead of what the market needs. You have to. And if nobody else is doing it, you better be willing to step forward and do it yourself. So 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 finish my my question. You, I've watched you evolve and now I'm reading that you are COO. Where right. did this come from? Where this came from is I kept seeing situations where we would develop a marketing strategy, but I would look at total business planning. And we couldn't do the full strategy because they had capacity issues. They had uh, supplier issues. They had employee issues. They had all of these operational issues that if we would have done the marketing strategy as planned, they would have fallen flat on their face and screwed it all up. And so I kept finding that there weren't people really looking at the operational side of things that also brings the marketing. Uh, the other issue I saw was people operate on a day-to-day -day basis, not always the best way, but they don't market on a day-to-day -day basis. And so both of those things need to happen. Both of those things need to be in tandem at all times.
So I'm gonna, I love telling this story. You know, I hate telling this story. I know you do. <laughs> years ago, we had known each other for years. Yep. I was ready. My, my, my broker business had got to a point where I literally was, and still am, the, the number one small business broker. Please hear the word small business broker, yeah, right? That's in the a area. wonderful niche you and, have. And I wanted to take that to the next level, right? And so there's nobody to help me do that than number one. So I ask you, hey, do me a favor. Let's come up with some some sexy stuff, you know, that I can work with. And I'd appreciate it if you do that for me. And you said, sure, do I'll be happy to do that. I'm going to need a list of all of your past clients and your current clients. I said, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> and you said, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to them. No, no, Sheree, I just want you to give me a tagline. <laughs> I don't need all this. And she said, Joe, I can't do that until right. I do the Non-negotiable. I would have walked away. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so four months later, 45 pages later, you've described my business in a way that I had no idea what people were thinking, and you found voids that needed to be corrected. Yes. And so let, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about sure, that. Sure, You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnote. This is the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina, because that's what we do here at WSIC. We'll be right back. listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We're going to start your week every every Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. I am Joe Vagno and I'm here with my co-host for the entire month, Cherie DeMeo. She is the founder of Biz Growth Inc. Uh, Cherie, thank you so much. Before You're we welcome. went to break, yes. we were talking about how you helped me and my company and I was frustrated yeah. and wanted to throw things at you because what you're not the first one (laughs) because you found these voids Mm -hmm. right in my business and one of them I already knew but didn't care right which was my clients were unhappy they wanted to hear from Joe even when I couldn't sell or wasn't selling their business and I would say to you well don't you think I'd call them if I had somebody interested and you said, Joe, they want to know what you're doing. Right. They want to know how you're doing it. They want to know. And it really did change our entire business. Yeah. And because of that, we came up with something that is exclusive to the industry. Right. We, we call it a sub Rosa report where we literally let our clients know on a, either a monthly or quarterly basis exactly what's happening, how many people have inquired, what Julie has did with them, how many of them have signed NDAs. And that all came from your research. Well, and that's... That's the power of process, right? It's so critically important. Communication is one of the most differentiating things that companies can do. Another example in research that we found with a, 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 a paper rolls company was that all their competitors were uh, using voicemail, you know what, um, and they were doing it too. And so everyone was getting directed here, directing there, directed everywhere, but not where they wanted to go. And so, and all of their competitors were much larger. So we determined that what, and they operated three different shifts too, remind you. And so 
we determined that the way they could, one way, not the only way, but one way they could differentiate themselves is answer the freaking phone. Right. Answer the phone. And so then there was a a commitment by customer service to have on-call, just like you'd have on-call doctors or nurses or something like that. So if the phone would get answered 24-7, it was a game changer for them, an absolute game changer for them. And so, you know, again, what aren't, competitors doing, but more important, what could you be doing to make you, again, preferred, to make you the go-to? And, and sometimes it's the simplest things. And, and, and it's only through your research, mm-hmm. right? We, we, have to, we have to allow you, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Into the closet, right? You know what I mean? Well, Which then, is not easy, Sheree. Right. I mean, it's not easy just let you in. You understand that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there might be some skeletons in there. You understand? Well, it's called private private industry for a reason, right? right. Well, but let's go back to research and let's see. When I did the first CRISP study way back, at, right around nine eleven, right after nine eleven, um, I had this six page written survey, four, eight and a half by fourteen, really twelve pages, two sided six pager that I mailed out blindly to all these companies that they were supposed to send back blindly their their figures and everything else. And they did it. You know, the first thousand, I got 27% response, which is just ridiculously high, right? And what I realized is what I promised, what we promised was that we would give them their results first. And what we realized is there were companies that, you know, there were basically what we ended up doing, we kept sending it out till about 2003, um, and then got what we could do a subgroup of companies that had double or um, triple digit growth compared to companies that were stagnant or negative growth. And uh, we, we, everything, all of our proprietary approach is built off of that study done way back when, because then we took it from Southeast. That was done in the Southeast. We took it to the national, and that's where the 50 growth secrets came from, that book came from, is then it got proven on a national scale. But, but the, the reality is, is that you've got to be willing to share. Uh, if these businesses weren't willing to share you know, their dollars, you know, their revenues, then we wouldn't have had such powerful data to work with. So uh, thank you for reminding me that your marketing book is one of my favorite of all times. Uh, it, it, well, and our guest it was featured in that book, so uh, among tell many anybody, other things. T- tell everybody about that book. It really is an exceptional book, and it is just as good today mm-hmm. as... Uh, how long ago has it been well, that you wrote it's, it? It's been 10 years now. Yeah. And the biggest compliment I got, forward, um, you know, forward, forward Book Reviews, which is the coveted national review that you want for your book. Um, this book had to come out it needed to come out. Nobody was doing anything about down economic times, right? And and so typically you can't get a coveted review when the book has already been released. But I said, we couldn't wait for you to review it. It had to get released because businesses need this book. Right. And then after it got released, we got this coveted review. And then the other thing is I insisted that this book be higher priced than what is typical. You know me, I always like to buck the system. And then this review said for less than 50 cents on the dollar, you can't beat these 50 secrets. And I'm like, see, I proved you wrong. I can make more money off this book. Yeah, but at any rate. Somebody else knows about number one. And so, so, but what is, you're absolutely right. Probably the only section, and so I will have a second edition um, coming, but I'm working on my fourth, third, fourth and fifth book now. So, um, but uh, is the internet section. You know, 
they're the basic stuff of the internet, but now we've got so many more social media, things like that. But the basics of it are still spot on, still spot on. They yeah. really are. They're, yeah. they're, and they're, they're actual real pieces of information. Right. A guy like me can say, oh, I might be able to use that. Well, and you know what's funny is, okay, this was written for business owners, okay? But I get a lot of people in the marketing industry reading it and they would say, and so I got this bad, I got my first bad review from a marketing expert who basically said, well, this is just basic stuff. You know, we know that we can do this in our sleep. And I go, this wasn't written for you. This was written... <laughs> This was written for small business owners that don't know what they don't know. That's right. That's and, right. And I go, and so kudos to you for reinforcing this because many businesses need to get back to the basics. Well, but I go, I guarantee there were some secrets in here that you've never done. I guarantee it. And so that kind of shut that up. Well, you know, Shree, <laughs> the, the, the truth is, you know, again, I'm showing my age, but, you know, back in the day, I used to consider myself a master marketing man, right? Well, I had restaurants inside office buildings my oh, master my yeah. master marketing was a flyer that said where are you going to go when you want a sloppy joe right <laughs> and i'd slide it underneath the door right right, right. so but there's so th nothing wrong it worked with, well there, <laughs> but that's there, all i know there is absolutely nothing wrong with guerrilla marketing one of my favorite stories to share just so you know wilton's in there laughing at my slogan <laughs> where are you going to go when you want a sloppy joe <laughs> They were delicious, by the way. I want you to know I bet that. they were. I bet they were. <laughs> but, you know, back to basics and relationship building, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I, uh, a landscaping company that made their mark because we did geographic, what I call pocketing, and we identified neighborhoods that they could totally dominate, right? And so once they got to a certain point in a neighborhood where they began to dominate, and this was several years ago that they did this, um, they would hire an ice cream truck to give free ice cream uh, to all the neighborhood kids. Right. You know, just basic, basic things. Uh, a um, saved a assisted, you know, a van assisted van uh, dealership probably $200,000 in TV advertising sales because we determined by looking at the traffic flow of who they serve the most that they could do billboards and radio. They'll love hearing that uh, at a fraction of the cost. You just, and get you just better. made Justin's day, yeah. right? The radio um, works. Yeah. Um, by, you know, by combining billboard and radio and, right. and, and literally put profits in their literally put profits back into their okay. pocket. Okay. So, let, so let's let, let's keep moving cuz yeah. cuz Wilton just he he just he's like just he's vicious. <laughs> he's yes. vicious with the yes. time clock. Yes, he is. That's good. So so what I want to do is I want to talk about you know you can't be a co-host without bringing information. Normally you're supposed to go to the Google you're supposed to find something um, and then bring it in and talk about it. But I know you. You are the Google. <laughs> so, what, so what did you bring? <laughs> I brought the five negative impacts of a codependent business. I wrote this um, back in October, actually. But it, it, it was spawned because literally I could think of exact situations in each of these cases. The big one is uh, being too reliant on the income of one key customers. A lot of business owners have a problem with that, a lot. And I used to- A lot of times, Sheree, they start their business with that client. Yeah, right. And what I and, and one of the things I say, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time there because that's a pretty common problem, uh, is that a lot of times a startup business will say, if I could just get one customer, well, if you're being that single-minded, you might as well close your doors now. Why aren't you thinking about multiple 
multiple segments of customers from the get-go, right? Uh, but then the other four are a key employee who knows let's more just, than let's you do. Let's dig with one one of them, and then we'll come back okay. and get to the okay. rest of them. Okay, so how much time do we have? We've got about two minutes. Okay, so, so the next one is a key employee who knows more than you do. And so oh, <laughs> everybody needs a Julie. Yes. However, There's a segment of my business yes, I could so, not do without her. So what is very important, though, is it's no different than the business owner getting hit by the truck syndrome or getting hit by the bus syndrome. You need to be documenting things and processing things. So if there's a day that Julie's not here or a week that Julie's not here, that something can still be done on a temporary basis. Bite your right. tongue. Well, you know, it's all about it's all about process. Julie procedure. might want a week vacation someday too. <laughs> and so so but this is really important. You know, the one thing that was very weird about me from the very beginning is the minute something was done more than once, it's a process and procedure. I have a process and procedure for everything. Right. And that is why interns are extremely profitable for me because I don't have to babysit them. And that's so hard for companies like me yeah. where, where the Julie is the only person sure. doing it. So you don't see on the front end why the processes are important and until they're not Julie, there. Knowing Julie and how organized. She probably already has it. She already has it. She she already has it. Yeah. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to finish your, your sure. article. Yeah. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it is Local Biz Now and Monday afternoon, your business matters. We'll be right back. And we are back. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. And we are on News Talk WSIC, Local Biz Now. And I'm here with Cherie DeMeo, Biz Growth Maestro, COO on call. Uh, Cherie, thank you so much You're for being welcome. here. I want to run through these as quickly yes. as we yeah, can because we've got a guest. Got a great guest, um, and I want to give so, her time. So we've got two in. So what's number three? Okay, number three is a vendor or supplier that is critical to your deliver so deliverable, so critical that if something happens to them, you're screwed. Okay? Let, let, me, let me remind everybody. These are five negative impacts of that, a codependent code business. Code that basically okay. says you're too codependent on something. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, okay. So the vendor or supplier that is critical to your deliverers. Why is this an issue? Well, first of all, you do sh you should have backups always because you just never know, right? They might get really busy. You can't expect them to be only for you. Well, and, Shereen, and my... then also they can start turning the dime where they start dictating how things yeah. go, and that's when it be really becomes a problem. In my business years ago, you know, I had certain, you know, that sloppy Joe that I like, yes. you know, there was a certain meat and there was a certain sauce that I needed. The minute the supplier knew that, oh, the yeah. price went up. So you really hit on something, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, prices go up. Yeah, that's, okay. that's one of the things I mentioned there. Okay. Okay. So the fourth one is a process that no longer works. All right. So uh, if, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. But yet there's a problem. Uh, so, so seriously, seriously, uh, do you have something that you've been doing for years and uh, it needs to be improved? You need to to take it to another level or uh, it's an old school process that is just not serving you anymore. 
Uh, so, so this that's is, really hard. Yeah. You know, that's where somebody like you coming in can oh, help yeah. us see that that there is a more efficient, productive there, way to do that. Well, and and a lot of times it's not just a process that's no longer working; it's also a lack of process, right? Right. So, so that's it too. Okay. And, and then the fifth one is you, the business owner. No. Oh! No. <laughs> Nothing can it move forward without with you. Nothing can move forward without you. And uh, and that's probably the biggest problem, as you can see, when you're trying to sell a business and the business is, there's a ball and chain between the business owner and the business, it's going to be really hard to sell And that this business. is probably, you actually, I'll be honest with you, all five of these are yes. negative uh, equity values Absolutely. for small businesses. This last one is probably the biggest. It is the biggest. I always save the biggest yeah. for last, right? Yeah. For exactly that reason. Yep. So so when you run into an owner that is all things to all people, yes. right? Um, how do you get them to move past that? Because a lot of times it's character. Character is not the right word. It's it's in their DNA, right? It's in their DNA. Uh, there's two things that happen that I see. One is, oh, we can't afford to hand this off. And then the second thing is, uh, but then they say they don't have enough time to get everything done. And so that is what... Oh, I don't have enough time to train somebody right, to do right, it. Right, exactly. It goes on and on and on, right? right? So so that's what, what really inspired, what, almost 20 years ago, our income-based time management. What I find is when we bring this to the forefront and we have them look at their time and how they would like to be spending, um, too many business owners are spending time in income-sustaining and income-supporting roles. And depending on the business model, they might need to be out there generating. They might need to be out there income generating and producing until they have more people underneath them and then they can be a true CEO, right? Um, and then what a leader or a business owner really needs to be focusing on and none of them are focusing on is income enhancing, which speaks right to what you're trying to get. So I've made this statement for years and I, you know, I hate this because every time I make a big, bold statement, Cherie wants to smack me, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> so, so I've said this for years. The best way to make more money is to hire more staff. I've always been a, le a believer that good quality people produce yes. more revenue well, and will help you produce well, profit. Well, the perfect example is the law. You mean you're not going to disagree with me on that one? Not at all. All not right, all. I got well, one. Well, but here's the thing. When it comes to income, whether it's sub subbing it out or hiring it in, whether right. it's a W-2 or a 1099, it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. Okay, it's irrelevant. Uh, the, the thing, the... The firm it was a law firm. Our income-based time management was originally inspired by billable per hour firms. Okay, and this was somebody who wanted to have more billable hours but work less hours. Woo, that's really in conflict, right? So we looked at where the time was being spent, and we saw hire somebody for like ten hours. Uh, to take off some of that accounting, some of that administrative. Well, very quickly, that person grew to 20 and 30 right, hours. Right, right, and right. And very quickly, that person started doing research and billing at a much higher rate and paid for themselves threefold. Right. Right? Um, but then I was standing, sitting across the table from a plant manager who said that their production line was just the cost of doing business. And I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> how is that possible? What would happen if the production line just stopped, like, right now? 
And right. he was like, oh, well, that wouldn't be good. And I go, so you got to stop thinking that way. They are income producers. Then uh, you are, you are, you are income everything because you're the plant manager here. And so it's really been eye opening when I uh, bring this across the country to CEOs. It really changes. I'll have a CEO that says, when I first start introduce this, you're not going to convince me that customer service or this person or that person is just the, not just the cost of doing business. And then I take them through the process and they're like okay you convinced me yeah so so because so, uh, i want to move on yes do the recap just the bullet points five negative Im impacts of a co-dependent business so does your business depend too much on the income of a key customer a key employee who knows more than you do a vendor or supplier that is critical to your deliverables a process that no longer works or doesn't exist or you yourself to move anything forward. Okay. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. We're going to move on, and I'm going to let you introduce yes. our next guest who's been sitting here patiently, but she's been sliding you notes yes. along the way. Yes. So I can tell she gets small business oh, she uh, does. already. Yeah. She does, she does, she does. And it is my pleasure to introduce Leanne Shattuck. We've known each other for 20 years. I mentioned earlier that she was featured in my 50 Gross Secrets book, but Man, is this person a rock star? So I saved the best for last this this month. You gave and, her a nickname too, yeah, Car Chick. Yeah, you know, she gave herself that nickname. And she has <laughs> earned that right. She owns a unique car buying service that helps women and smart men. I want to repeat that: and smart men save a ton of time, money, and headaches through the entire car selection and buying process. But that's not all about what Leanne is all about. She's known as the Car Chick. She has been featured on national radio and TV programs, NPR, Good Day Charlotte. She uh, was in the reality show, Are You Faster Than a Redneck? And oh, alongside John Reap and NASCAR legend Kenny Wallace and Dukes of Hazard star John Schneider. And and she currently hosts the Straight, uh, the Straight Shift, which is just a great podcast. And also internet shows Shut Up and Drive and Rust Rescue. So this lady has literally been around the block, or been down the road. We can coin all kinds of different phrases. Uh, so I welcome Car yes, Chick. Yes. To local biz now, which is <laughs> which is the second time you've been on the show, correct? No, I've only been on the show this one time. But you okay. and I met. Did we? Okay. Some business networking a million okay. years ago, I'm sure. Okay. So running the same circles. So thanks for having me. I really yeah. appreciate uh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we get started, what is uh, Car Chick all about? What is it that you actually do? My primary business that generates the majority of my income is a car buying service. So you can think of me like a real estate buyer's agent, but for cars. And that's actually the business model that we studied when we built this firm because we wanted it to be very different from anything the industry had. And if you think about it, a car is the second largest purchase that most people will make in their life after yeah. a house. But when you buy a house, you have a real estate agent to represent your interest, to negotiate and be able to navigate you through all the quirky ins and outs of the market and the industry. Why would you not have that type of person help you with the car purchase? You can get in a lot bigger I, trouble buying a car than you can a house. Listen, I agree. And I don't see this as just a woman a business. Oh, I, no. I hate 
buying a car. I, I would love to pick up the phone and say, let me tell you, here's three cars I'm interested in. Go, go, go do the, the due diligence. And then we'll talk when you've, when you finish with that and fi let's find something that works for me. I, I, I would love to do that. Well, when we originally well, started. We did the say company. smart men. You're, we you're, did. you're notching it up. <laughs> <laughs> you I just notched notch yourself with, up. You right, just notched right. yourself up by that answer. <laughs> the, the whole point of the company originally was specifically to help women because women do buy most of the cars, but they don't feel comfortable with the negotiating process. But I tell you, Joe, from day one, half of my clients have been men. Yeah. So you are not the only one who feels that so way. So when we get back, we're going to talk about that, okay? The, the actual process. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnon. When we get back, we're going to talk with the car chick. We'll be right back. Three. Yeah. Local Biz Now. Number one talk business radio show in North Carolina. Inspiring, informing, and entertaining, because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC, where your business matters. I'm here with Cherie DeMeo, the founder of Biz Growth Inc. And I'm also here with Leanne. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce your last name. Shattuck. Shattuck. She is the uh, car chick. The car chick. The, and the you can go to her website, which is car chick. Yes. The, the car chick. The. the she is car the car chick. The. Let's get that right. That's right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so so um, walk me through the process, right? Like, how do I do this? I'm thinking about buying a car, haven't decided, I got one, uh, wh what do I do? Absolutely. The way we work with our clients, the process, and it is a process, yes, very well is. documented, yes. called My Perfect Car. And we look at your unique lifestyle, budget, and personality, as well as overlaying with the unfortunate reality of the less than optimal market conditions we have with the inventory shortage, thank you, pandemic. And we use that to figure out what's going to be the right car for you. Are we buying new? Are we buying used? How are we going to finance it? What is going to be the best solution to your unique puzzle? Because half of the battle in getting a good deal on a car is picking the right car in the first place, especially when there are some makes and models that you still can't get right now because of the shortages. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We're, we're starting to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel but it is still 100% a seller's market and anything electrified, especially from Toyota, it's like if you want a Toyota Sienna minivan because they're all hybrids now, you're probably going to have better chance buying a unicorn right now. And so, and yet mm -hmm. the other models are a little bit easier to get for other manufacturers. So it, it still very much depends so, on what you're looking at. So you're at. telling me people come to you and don't know what kind of car they want? Like that surprises me. It, very often, or sometimes they think they know what kind of car they want, and then I look at all their stuff, I'm like, you do not want that. No, you don't. <laughs> you yeah, drive. because she totally knows her stuff. Uh, so so you would know. That's that, oh, that, yeah. Let me tell you why you might want to think twice exactly, about it. Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, you're driving 25,000 exactly. miles a year, and this is not a reliable vehicle. This is really not, not a good See, choice See, just that alone is worth having you around. Oh, I wouldn't totally. know that. I would have no totally. idea for that. So. It, exactly, and, and most of my clients say is that the, the headache savings they're paying for my expertise, especially with the craziness I mean, of the market. I mean, years of experience is what they're paying for. They are. And understanding how to navigate this weird market and just the knowledge of cars, even from year to year, which ones to avoid. And that is, you know, that's the bulk of the research. And that's where people can get really bogged down. Right. And it's, the information out there can be really confusing. And misleading. Misleading. Very misleading. Okay. So, so let's back up. Okay. How did the car chick be a car chick? Exactly. <laughs> Did you wake up one day and just decide, hey, I think I want to help people buy cars? How did this happen? 
Uh, well, if you want to really go back, we're going to blame well, you. You don't need to go back to 1962. <laughs> but uh, Okay, good, because I wasn't alive in 1962. <laughs> I don't know about you, Joe. But, yeah, you know, my love of cars did start at a very, very young age. Um, Herbie the Love Bug movies, I think, are what got me on them, so we can blame Disney That's for that. That's funny. But I had been working in corporate America. I was a consultant, um, working in management consulting and flying around and just living a very hectic lifestyle, and I needed a change for me. And I met someone who had been in the automotive industry her whole life and was looking for a change. Running dealerships was too crazy. And we really looked at, here is a problem in the market. People hate buying cars. They absolutely oh, hate I it. Really, they I, would rather have a root canal than I, haggle with the car dealer. Absolutely. How can we make this process? How can we change the way people buy cars and also do it in a way that the dealers are going to be receptive to because we were looking to create a win-win. Mm -hmm. You know, a dealership is a for-profit business. Exactly. You cannot blame them for maximizing their profits. That's their job. But because it's something that we haggle for, and we don't haggle for everything in our culture. We don't go to the market and haggle over green beans normally. So this is just a, an area that people are uncomfortable. And we knew that we could literally create a win-win. So it benefits the dealers. It benefits the customer. Everybody walks away happy. So how do you pay? How do I pay for this? By credit card. <laughs> Sheree... Please control her, will you please? We <laughs> said your contract. Uh, cash, cash in a parking lot. No, I'm just kidding. Right, right. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> oh, Wilton said taffy. <laughs> no, it's I'll, all gone. I, I don't it. work for taffy. I don't like that stuff. You can have the taffy. Chocolate, we'll talk about. But yeah. No, we charge. I'm saying, a, I, I got to pay you, right? So yeah. we charge a flat fee for the package up front, and that way we work for you. We don't work for the dealer, even though we're working for a win-win. And we work until the car is in your driveway, however long that takes. Because I don't want my compensation to be a percentage and tied to the price of the car because we're trying to get you the best price. So it's just right. a flat fee. You know what you're paying up front, full transparency, and it makes it easy. And then we end up working with committed buyers instead of tire kickers. Yeah. And so, so I would pay that up front and let's just yep. do yep. what we got to do. And then we start the process. How long does it normally take for somebody to call you and then they got a car in their driveway? It really depends on what they're looking for, how quickly they can move. Because a lot of my clients are super busy, which is why they hire me. Right. And so they have to take a little bit longer because their schedule is crazy. Um, but I have done it. I've put cars in people's driveway within 48 hours before when they were in a real crunch. But right now in the market, a lot of it depends on the availability of what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. And if it's on the ground somewhere or we have to wait. You know, I've got a couple deposits on cars that are going to be due in, in August, early September for clients. So do you do the search? So let's say, I, I, I literally, I'm going through my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to hire you to do this, right? My, my son has got a lease Tesla. You know, you cannot buy those. There's no residual on those Teslas, no. right? But <laughs> Not he, anymore. But he wants a, he wants a Tesla. So he's about eight months in. So do you help him do the search for a used Tesla? How does that work? And when, when's a good time he should make contact with you? Yeah, usually you can make contact with me at any time. And we'll look at the market and see, you know, what makes sense in terms of the timing. And when we're looking at used cars, we want to have a little more time because we have to go through the quality process. Yeah. And I'm really picky. I look at 10 different quality criteria. I look at 30 different pieces of data on a Carfax report. Uh, and you're going to do that for I'm, me? Yeah, and I'm married to you're a master mechanic. So I'll kick the tires, you know, on paper. We always recommend a pre-purchase inspection, but we want to have that time to really go through and find the best quality car for the money. 
in the market. So we so, do handle all the legwork and negotiating for you, whether it's a new or used car. So I bet the dealers just hate to see you come on the lot, right? They're like, well, oh, here come that chick. Well, I don't go onto the lot. I do everything <laughs> via phone and internet because I work with clients all over the United States. Yeah, I work in right. the lower 48. But the dealers that get it, they, they like the, it. They appreciate it. We yeah. have a relationship. You know, I'll buy more cars from them in a month than, you know, a lot of times they will get, you know, one person will do in a lifetime. And so the ones, the dealerships that get it and are good, we have a great relationship. The dealers that are scared of me are the ones that are doing hanky things and know I will catch it. Hanky. You cannot put hanky stuff by the car chip. So <laughs> it, it also sounds like you might get my son's car out of, it might be right. Idaho or something. I, exactly. Especially with the inventory shortage. Right. The last two years, I have moved cars all over the country for people. It's like, I'm so, just now so starting to buy cars in the same state as my clients. It's so what's been the most unique purchase you've done? Oh gosh, a most unique purchase. Good question. That you stumped real, her. Yeah, you stumped the car. She never, never stump her. So much of she probably has several. She gets. <laughs> I've done some. I've done some mobility vans for clients that have special needs sure. children, and yeah. that's always been really, really special. Um, I do buy Can Am Spider motorcycles for my father-in-law. I don't normally do motorcycles, but you know, you do stuff for family. <laughs> Many, many years ago, we've done a box truck, <laughs> but many, many years ago, we bought a used limo. That was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. It's not the type of stuff I normally do, but... Yeah, very cool. So how do you inspect the car? Because, you know, I bought a lot of cars in my time, and I walk around, yep, 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 look, looks pretty good, yep, yep. How do you actually do that? Because in my world, it's almost impossible to actually check out a car, the dealer won't let me take it to someplace else, and blah, 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 blah. Well, if the dealer will not allow you to take it to be inspected, then you need to start, that's a red flag right there. They should allow you to do that. In order to be able to inspect cars that are not physically located where you are. If you can go and take it to your local mechanic, that's right. fine. But if you're looking out of state, there are companies out there that do pre-purchase inspections nationwide. And the dealers use them too, because the dealers right. are buying See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah, and we, so we have relationships with those companies. And that's something we always recommend. Our client pays that fee separately, although I have discounts with them, so sure. it's cheaper. But it's a great way to be able to buy a used car anywhere. And they do a very, it's a third very party. thorough job. Like, it, it's, like inspecting a house. It's it the is. same exact Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the most you can humanly do to reduce the risk of buying so, a used car. So Bobby got a car in Iowa that's exactly that I'm looking for. I'm not going through a dealer. Can you help me do that? If you're looking for a private party, we can. I don't tend to work with private parties usually because you don't have the same legal protections and my lawyer gets fussy with me about these things. But sometimes that's the only option. And yes, we can absolutely facilitate that, help with the paperwork, facilitate the transport using transport companies. So there's a lot of different ways that you can solve the puzzle of finding the right car. You just have to know how so, to navigate so, it. So because this is so new to me, what question should we be asking you that we haven't yet? Is, is, there, is there a question we should be asking that we, we hadn't even thought of? Well, I know a lot of people ask, you know, how, how I am different from you know, like True Car or, you know, Carvana some of the other, Carvana yeah. or, you know, you know, I am not a dealer. I'm not a broker. I don't have a dealer's license. I do not want a dealer's license. You know, my model, as far as I know, I'm the only one that works 100% for the buyer. For 
the buyer, buyer. and yeah, is a true huge. buyer's I've agent not representative. Heard of else. Yeah. And so it's and because it's a end-to-end -end process. So a lot of you can go online and there are car car buying services and whatnot, but you have to know exactly what you want. And they're generally have pre-negotiated deals with dealers that are that pay to be a part of their network. If you're right. not paying for the buying service, you need to ask the question: Who is paying for that? We we only have a, a less than a minute. Talk a little bit about straight shifts because it's on your website, <laughs> and and I bet you're just a blast on that podcast. What, what's that about? What the can I expect? Shift, it is all about cars, buying, selling, maintaining your cars, safe driving, and it's just and the that, straight that, stuff. Straight stuff. <laughs> the straight shift. Shift. Uh, and what's the website? address? You can go to thestraightshift.com or you can go to my website, thecarchick.com. Thank you very much. You are listening to Local Biz Now. We are the number one talk business show in North Carolina. You just listened to the car chick. Thank you so much. Cherie DeMeo with BizGrowthInc. Thank you so much, Cherie. You're welcome. You are welcome. This is Local Biz Now where your business matters. We'll see you next week.